Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? Sathya here. Welcome to the New Man Podcast. And um, this is fun. This is really fun. Uh, episode 12, I think this is. And uh, I mean, you know, I got like my fancy intro music. I got my fancy outro music. And I got this epic announcer voice uh, on both ends of it. And uh, I got to tell you, this is this is making it big time pretty quick here. Uh, but all jokes aside, thanks for, for tuning in. Really means a lot to me. And I, I was actually just talking to my wife yesterday about how good it feels to finally start a podcast because I love, um, I love communicating. I love especially like verbal communication. I think I do it very naturally, and it's been fun doing this. And thanks for being on the journey with me. Um, I am really excited about what I'm going to share today, but I'm also very nervous. And there's a really simple reason for that. I I mean, basically, you know, what I've developed, I've developed this program called Deep Clean. I help guys overcome pornography addiction. And it has taken, like, we're talking decades of blood, sweat, and tears to reach this point and to develop this methodology, which is honestly very unique. Like, there's there's nobody else in the market who really does uh, what I do the way I do it. Uh, there's lots of guys who do what, what we do here, um, but nobody does it quite like us. And that is in large part because I have designed my own methodology based on, you know, uh, my science background and as well as kind of my spiritual background, being a pastor for a few years. Um, and then uh, a lot of trial and error, you know, like trying things out on clients, uh, feeling like, OK, yeah, this should work. And then you, you try it on a few clients and you realize it's a total bust. It doesn't work. So you got to go back to the drawing board and, you know, you, you just spend all this time figuring out what actually helps people, what works, what doesn't work, why. And, uh, you know, eventually uh, I've landed with this great program that I, I stand by. I'm very proud of. I, I labored over it. Even just building the courses and stuff was, uh, I think it took me about 18 months to build the course out. And uh, I mean, early mornings, late nights, just a, a lot of time and effort put into um, to this program. And, um, when you put this kind of effort into something, you you become very protective of it. It's just this kind of human thing, right? Because it's it's valuable to you. You've you've invested in it, and you've you put all this effort in, and you've gone through the the painful parts where things don't work, and the frustration of trying to work through that and figure out why, and come up with a better solution. And you know, when you're highly invested, you you just you protect it, and you want to see it uh, well taken care of. And so for years. I have kind of resisted this idea of sharing your secrets openly or publicly because I'm like, no, I work hard to build these secrets, quote unquote, like, you know, some of my new or novel methodologies, like I worked hard to develop these. I'm not just going to give my pearls to swine, so to speak. I'm not just going to give them away. Like people should have to uh, invest something before they get access to that. And, uh, all is to say is this is what has brought me to today, guys, where I am going to teach you my novel journaling methodology. And um, it has taken me a long time to get here for all the reasons I just mentioned. 
But with journaling specifically, I can truly and confidently say that there's nothing I teach in my program that is more useful than journaling. And I, I mean that with all my heart. It's not some marketing ploy. And um, I, I can think of maybe two other things that are that are close and would give it a run for its money. But I truly believe in my heart of hearts that if I can teach my clients how to journal my way and to do it consistently for an extended period of time, like for the duration of the course or that kind of thing, the results will be astronomical. And and I've witnessed this in my clientele. This isn't just some theory. And um, and I've had lots of clients who have kind of resisted journaling initially because they don't like writing or they think it's kind of like a diary or something like that. And then they wind up, uh, you know, coming around later on and then realizing, like, I don't know why I waited so long. Like, what what was I doing with my life? It's It's been so impactful. It's been so useful for them. And um, journaling is not just like a good practice, because um, as you as you know, like the scope of this podcast and the scope of my work is really helping men uh, hurdle uh, addictions or really destructive patterns in their lives that are holding them back from having healthy relationships, having a successful career and, um, and just a good overall set positive sense of self. And, um, and journaling is, is the number one tool that any person on the planet can do that will help them grow in these areas and hurdle any of those obstacles that they're encountering along the way. So, that's what we're going through today, and I'm really excited, and I'm uh, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm I'm mostly excited to share this with you. So um, I'm gonna take a deep breath here, oh, and then uh, we will get right underway. So let me just start by saying, uh, journaling the the most important part about journaling that you must understand is journaling is not actually about writing, and it's not about the the kind of more listening silent component, uh, which we're going to teach, obviously. But there's really only one reason that you should journal, and it is to cultivate self-awareness. Journaling is done to cultivate self-awareness. So that's it. There's there's no complexities about it. There's no hidden ulterior ambitions here. Our sole purpose of journaling is to cultivate self-awareness. So just imagine that as you go throughout the course of your day, you have thoughts, Feelings, perceptions, beliefs, emotions, uh, moods, you, you have all kinds of things going on, but they're intangible. They're invisible. They, they cannot be seen. They just, they exist in this sort of internal, unnamed realm. And it's much easier to identify, uh, you know, facial expressions, uh, intonation in somebody's voice, the, the things that actually speak to our senses. Those are things that we can really sort of um, grasp grasp quite quickly. But then, um, you know, the things that are going on inside are a lot harder to sort of pinpoint and identify. And what I find in most men I work with is that they are very unaware of their internal realities. They, they have a good understanding of the things that they did in a situation. I got into a fight with my wife. Here are the things that I did. Or if they can express an emotion, it's anger. Oh, that really upset me. She did, you know, blah, 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 and it really pissed me off. Uh, no problems going there, but that is the extent of it. And this is a huge problem because the internal realities give rise to external realities. So if you cannot master what's going on inside, 
then you have no hope of mitigating what's going on outside. So if you're struggling with pornography or you're struggling with some sort of other behavioral pattern that is really destructive, you cannot change it by simply um, altering your environment or anything else. You will have to make impact, an impact rather, on the internal part of your life. And that includes the thoughts, feelings, perceptions, and beliefs that are at play. So the question then is, how do you address them? How do you tackle them? What is the best way to to really deal with them head on? And this is where self-awareness comes into play. You, you need self-awareness. It, it is the thing that makes you aware of the things that are actually going on, the things that have kind of been there all along, but you never really paid attention to it. Um, I used to uh, think that self-awareness was kind of pulling out things that are unconscious into the conscious realm, but that's actually wrong. That's not really what it is. Self-awareness is actually engaging with kind of this awareness you always have, but maybe have not really given much credence. So I know that's a little bit kind of vague, but you'll see kind of what this means when we journal. But just imagine this. Imagine the guy who has a problem with anger. Okay, so like he he just has a short fuse, and when his fuse goes off, he gets verbally abusive. Now this is uh, this is very very common in adult men. Um, so so you have this guy and he's got the anger problem. He gets verbally abusive. Um, you know, with colleagues and and coworkers, it doesn't maybe happen that much. But at home, he has no problem letting it rip on his wife or his kids or whatever it may be. So eventually, he realizes, okay, I'm I'm in trouble here and I really need some help. And so he goes online, he watches a couple of YouTube videos, he listens to a few podcasts, and he goes, okay, I'm, I'm observing that people who have anger problems, uh, one of the things that they said is important is that you have a way to get your anger out. So he goes and he goes to the, uh, I don't know, let's say he goes to a shooting range. And the shooting range is a place where he can focus. Obviously, there's a, a little bit of a kind of cathartic component to it. And he's able to get his anger out. So is this gentleman self-aware? Has he, has he built the necessary self-awareness to manage his anger? Well, the answer is no, he has not. He has, he has built uh, enough of an understanding, hopefully to identify when he is angry. And he has found a way to release the anger. Now, all of this exists in the external realm. These are all behavioral. They're environment related. They are things that, yes, are going to help. And I am not against one single bit. But in the arena of self-awareness, there's not really much development. In this case, self-awareness would look like finding out why he has a short fuse. Where did it come from? understanding what are the specifics that actually cause his fuse to go off in the first place. It's identifying some of the beliefs that might be around this feeling of anger that seems to surface on a regular basis. So self-awareness is when you really dig in and, and kind of explore around the thoughts, the feelings, the thinking patterns, the mindsets, the beliefs, the perceptions, all of the different things that are going on that eventually leads you to the anger. See, going to a gun range to kind of uh, release and, and get the anger out, that's on the other side. That's after the anger has taken place. 
but we want to try to get ahead of it. We want to try to figure out what are some of the contributing factors here that lead me to that place of anger. Because if you can identify those, you can actually start to nip things in the bud so that it's not just like every time I'm angry, I need to go to the gun range. It's that every time I'm in an environment of high stress or short deadlines or people um, use these certain buzzwords that kind of trigger me or it's it's identifying the different things that are going on that cause an internal reaction is when I'm here, this is what would lead me to anger. And when you become aware of those things, you're able to find solutions that tackle them head on and therefore reduce the number of experiences you have with anger and, and a short fuse blowing and that kind of a thing. So uh, that is why journaling is so powerful and so effective because it cultivates self-awareness. And like anything else, self-awareness is just a muscle. It's just, it, it's a muscle. It's a skill that most of us don't, we don't learn these things naturally. We, we have to be sort of taught and educated on the process. But when you cultivate self-awareness, um, as you continue to do it, as you continue to engage in activities and practices that help you foster this awareness of your internal life, it, the muscle gets stronger and the skill gets sharper and you get better at pinpointing things and, and being aware and preventing yourself from falling into temptations or, or, or leading to a, a mistake. And it really becomes a saving grace. And for me, the most effective, um, the most effective workout machine that I know for, for your self-awareness is journaling. Journaling is really the, it's, it's the equipment that allows you to sort of pump that iron and, and build those self-awareness muscles. So we're going to go right into it. Uh, I'm going to teach you my journaling methodology. It's very simple. There's nothing complicated or complex. Um, because as we all know, the best things in life are always simple and easy to explain. I, I feel like if you have really revolutionary methodology and you can't explain it in five minutes or less, um, then it's not it's not actually that revolutionary. It, it's got to be refined. So we've worked really hard to, to whittle this thing down. I could actually teach you journaling in probably 60 seconds if I had to, but I'm going to take a little bit more time and try to flush this thing out. Um, but this is this is something you can do today. So if you're struggling with pornography, if you're struggling with things at home, if you um, you know reaching some some mental blocks or roadblocks at work in your career, you can't really seem to advance, or with your kids, the relationship is sort of stagnant. Um, in your walk with God, you feel like you've hit a block. Journaling is is going to be a solution to all of those. I'm not saying it's the solution. I'm not saying it fixes everything. But this is one of the best preventative measures you can take in your life. And the last thing I'll just say before we get into the nuts and bolts here is journaling is not something, it's not a one and done. It's not something that you can just do one day and, you know, all of your problems are solved. It, it has to be a practice. It's got to be consistently done. And I, the way I teach journaling, you can do it in as little as five minutes. I would say five minutes is a bit short, but if you can dedicate 10 minutes of this every day for three months, you will notice a remarkable, remarkable shift in your self-awareness, your overall decision-making, and just your overall health. Every, I'm telling you, journaling, man, it's like journaling just covers a multitude of deficiencies. So um, I really, really stand by it. I'm very passionate, as you can see. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the nuts and bolts of journaling. Uh, the deep clean methodology for journaling is two parts. Part one is expression. 
So this is, you know, you, you open your journal to a blank page and you begin writing. What do you write? Uh, you write everything and anything that comes to mind. But the goal here is to pay attention to the things that you are thinking, feeling, perceiving, and believing. So uh, it might be that, that incident that happened at work today that you're still kind of rolling around in your head. And so you're just writing it out. You know, it was weird that they said this. It was strange that they treated me that way. Uh, that was really upsetting that so-and-so, da-da-da-da. Maybe there's some stuff going on at home. This is a chance for you to sort of write it out, to process it, to um, to kind of vent about it if, you, if you're really feeling emotionally charged about it. You know, what, whatever it is, expression is all about just starting to pay attention to that swirl inside and getting it out on paper. That's all it is. That's all expression is. Now, our main two objectives, I've, I've already kind of mentioned it, but I'll, I'll kind of I'll whittle it down a little bit more. Our main two objectives are to label emotions and define our thoughts. So we want to label the emotions and we want to define our thoughts. And this could be about people. This could be about a situation. This could be about a place. This could be about anything. But whatever it is, the subject matter, you want to identify or label the emotions and define the thoughts. Now, um, I'll actually put a link to this in the show notes, but one of the ways that we encourage people to label their emotions is called the feel wheel. And it's this great, great tool that just just helps you uh, start with broad categories of emotion, uh, like anger, sadness, uh, grief, joy. Um, you know, there's a couple of different ones. I think there's seven altogether. And then you can work your way out uh, into deeper a more specific language. So instead of saying I'm angry, it's I was infuriated or I was agitated. Um, and, you know, just getting more, more specific language. And really the more, the more specific you are in labeling your emotions, the greater the self-awareness. So the more specific you can label, the greater the self-awareness. So it really is quite critical. And similarly for your thoughts, the better you're able to articulate your thoughts around a situation, the better your self-awareness will be. Now, usually when, when expression first starts, it, it is, um, it's not polished and it's not necessarily articulate. And that is fine because remember, this is a muscle we're exercising. So if you were at the gym and you were doing a bench press for the first time in your entire life, you'd probably start with the bar, which weighs 45 pounds. You're not going to put 200 pounds on there and see what you can do um, because you're just you don't have the strength built yet. And and it's just it's going to do more harm than good. So think of that the same way. When you start, it might be, um, you know, not super polished, not crystal clear. That's fine. But that's literally it. That is part one. And 50 percent of your journaling time when you first start out should be should be this. It should be you writing things out. Now, most people stop here. Okay, so most people, when they learn to journal or they give journaling a shot on their own, they stop here. They're like, okay, this this felt good. I wrote some things out. I was able to get some clarity on a few things. It felt really good to just sort of process and get that thing out of my brain and onto paper. Um, and, And granted, those are all legitimate. Like they are all useful aspects of journaling, but that is literally only 50% of what is actually useful for you. And that takes us to part two. And part two of journaling is reflection. So part one is expression. Part two is reflection. And the goal of reflection is for you to put your pen down 
Okay, you you had your chance to talk. You had your chance to get your stuff out. Put your pen down and listen. And this is a chance for you to create space for your own brain and heart to process what you have journaled, but also for for you to get a chance to listen to the sweet, still, small voice of God. And in these moments where you create some space, these are some of the most sacred moments that you can have with God. Because what you are essentially doing is you are pouring out the the deep, meaningful parts of your internal life. You're putting them onto paper. And in taking this minute to reflect, you are inviting God to kind of look over your shoulder, see what you've done, and then give you a response. And that idea might be scary for some of you. You might think, I'm not writing like my honest thoughts and then inviting God in. But just so you know, he knows all of it already. He knew it before you even thought it. And he certainly knew it before you wrote it on paper. And he certainly knows it after you have written it on paper. But the beauty of inviting God into this is that God God does not come to condemn, to critique, to, uh, you know, do anything that, that would kind of um, correct or sort of evaluate what we've written. Remember that in, in the book of John, it talks about how the Holy Spirit was sent to us as a counselor, one who is who is meant to provide guidance and comfort. And what you will find is that after you have expressed and you put the pen down and you give yourself a space to reflect, that still small voice of God will speak comfort and encouragement and occasionally maybe some correction. Like that is that is very much part of the mix as well. But the point here is that his main objective is to help you connect the dots, to help you gain perspective. I can remember, I mean, honestly, hundreds of situations in my own life where my wife and I got into a fight or a disagreement or, you know, something happened, something took place, and I'm I'm writing out this incident, and I'm mostly just able to really engage with my own frustrations and all of the judgments I have against the other person and, you know, whatever it might be, and I'm writing it out, I'm writing it out, writing it out. I put the pen down and I give God a chance to just speak back to me. And when he reflects, it's like, hey, remember that? Remember the time this person did that? Yeah, th- this person is actually for you. They're actually on your side. They have your best interest in mind. And when you when you wrote there that, you know, that this person is only serving themselves or this person's like doesn't care about you. Um, I, I that's that's not quite right. You know, like God, God will come in and give those kinds of course corrections and those perception adjustments to help me you know he doesn't do it as some sort of um like some like he has some obligation to correct me it's just simply that he knows that that's the best thing for me to is to see this thing clearly for what it really is and and to to have a valuable outcome as a result and so this reflection part becomes really valuable and it it is sort of like taking this refining process and, and this exercising and just putting it on steroids because God is going to give you these insights that you could not have come up with on your own. And he's going to help you see things a certain way. He's going to help you uh, develop just this incredible, incredible sense of self and of, of really intellect into your internal life. And that is, that is unbelievably um, vital. It's vital really for your success and for your health. If you want to be really uh, healthy in your relationships, if you want to get over pornography, uh, and have a healthy sexual life. These are things that you have to be able to do. 
And uh, the reflection part is really, really key. Now, it's possible that you don't hear the still small, small voice of God, but maybe, just maybe as you put your pen down and you give yourself a little bit of space to breathe and reflect, that you actually start to connect some dots yourself. And this happens to me as well. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I, I never thought of it that way. I never, I didn't even know this was possible. Um, and actually some of the, some of the deep clean methodologies that I developed uh, over the years was actually came in journaling sessions because I would, I would journal like, uh, why isn't this thing working? I'm so frustrated by this. Or why, why did this thing uh, evoke this kind of response in my client? And then in the reflection times, either the still small voice of God or just my own brain would suddenly see things and realize, oh, that's why, you know, or, or I would need a new idea. And, and in those reflection moments, I would start to get some innovative and creative ideas and inspiration. So I'm telling you guys, journaling is where it's at. It's very simple. Expression and reflection. If you can do these two parts, like I said, for, ten, uh, for five minutes each per day, so 10 minutes altogether, five minutes of expressing, five minutes of reflecting. If you do that for 10 minutes every day for three months, I'm telling you, you will not be the same person when all is said and done. And it, it's, not, it's not because you make these direct connections, but it's that you are, you are just building that muscle of self-awareness that you will then be able to engage with when the different moments come, when maybe you're in the heat of a moment, maybe you feel tempted to look at porn, whatever it might be, self-awareness becomes really helpful. The same way that, you know, when you go to the gym, like you can go to the gym for vain purposes just to look good. But if you go to the gym to, to get stronger, well, you know, when you when you pump that iron, it, it's okay. It's going to help you build muscles. It's going to increase your strength. But 99% of the time, you're just walking around going about your business, and that extra strength that you developed isn't necessarily serving you. But then, you know, if you play sports with your buddies, or, uh, you know, maybe you want to get stronger so you can play with your kids and lift your kids up over your head, or, you know, I don't know what it, what it might be. But in those moments, that's where the strength training comes into play. And self-awareness is the same thing. It's, it's not like every single moment of your day you need self-awareness, but it's that there are there are specific moments throughout the day where self-awareness kicks in, and when you've cultivated it, when you've built that muscle and you've gone through the process of journaling regularly, it's available for you, and it allows you to make better decisions, to have more clarity and more insight into a situation, and to basically stay in control of your life, and that's really what all of this is about. So, uh, hey, if you have any questions about this, I would happily take some emails. Uh, you, can, uh, you can write me at admin at sophiasam.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, I don't usually give out the email here, but I'm happy for uh, for you to do that. And you can actually go to my website as well, sophiasam.com. There is a contact us section at the very bottom of the page, and you can you can write us there as well. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. And, and if you're going to give it a shot, I'd love to hear how it goes uh, as well. And uh, the last thing I'll just say is don't spend a lot of money on a journal. So if you, if you don't have a journal and you just want to get started, don't kid yourself. Like buying a nice journal doesn't make you any more invested in it yet. Uh, once you're into the habit of it, you know, if you've done this for three months straight, six months, um, yeah, then, then let's talk about investing in a nicer journal, but let's see, let's see if you're going to hold this, hold this up first. Uh, that's the thing you want to do. And don't think that if you buy a nice journal, then you'll, you'll do it more. It doesn't work that way. Trust me. Uh, I've seen many clients make that mistake. So anyway, uh, thanks guys for listening. A bit of a longer one here today, but, um, this is honestly, this is my secret sauce here. And it gives me great delight to share it with you. And uh, it actually feels pretty good. Like I said, I was a little bit nervous, but um, 
I'm glad. I'm really glad I've shared it. And I hope this really helps you become a healthy, successful, and fruitful man. Have an awesome day. And uh, the, the guy's about to say it, but I'm just going to say it myself. Uh, it really helps me if you rate and review this podcast. Uh, if you found this beneficial, share it with your friends. Uh, that would mean the world to me. It really helps me get the word out. And it helps me help more incredible and brave men like you. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.